Talking Points Memo. What a noble nation would do about abortion. This is a simple equation. So we're no longer a noble nation. I hate to break it to everybody. I love my country. I'm very supportive of my country. In the past, generally speaking, we were noble. We weren't noble on slavery or Jim Crow laws. That wasn't noble. Okay, but we fought the wars to liberate billions of people around the world. We led that. And in the essence of the American character was a nobility that is gone. Because a noble nation wouldn't be having this abortion debate the way it's coming down. All the people, 100% of the people, would be in agreement that you save as many of the unborn as you can. If you do not subscribe to what I just said, you are not a noble person because you do not value life. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness is the formulation of our country. So now we have a country where you have fanatics on both sides, not just the pro-choice fanatics. Pro-life has its fanatics too. So if a woman is raped or a victim of incest or may die, you have to take that into consideration if you are a noble person. Now, your decision might be different than the person who was raped or the victim of incest or who may die. And that's all right. You may say, I'll sacrifice my life so that an unborn child can enter this world. And that's certainly noble. But you can't condemn, and these are the pro-lifers now talking to. But on the balance, the pro-choicers are, I just don't get the mindset. And we're going to have Monica Crowley come in and try to explain it to me in just a few minutes. I don't understand the mindset. If you can save an unborn child, you save the unborn child. Correct? Right? If you believe in the Judeo-Christian philosophy, you are compelled to do that. Because that's based upon a creator creating life. You don't spit in the eye of the creator and say, this life isn't worth saving. And who are you to make a judgment that a mass of cells on conception is not a human being? Who are you to make that judgment? I'm humble enough to say, I don't know, but I'm following the science. When a fetal heartbeat is detective, that's a human heart. It's not a mass of cells. That's the science. But these pro-lifers running around, reproductive rights, my body, my choice. What is this? What is this? You have no regard for the unborn at all? None? It's a tissue? You throw it in a waste paper basket? I know women who use abortion as birth control four or five times. What do you think about that? So these are questions that all Americans have to think about, okay? Now, when you get into the politics of it, there's not going to be a ban on abortions in America. 
even states like Oklahoma and Mississippi, Louisiana, that are going to restrict the procedure are not going to ban it because that would be against the Ninth Amendment. Okay, that would be like the Jim Crow laws. Well, we're going to ban all discrimination and all Americans of all colors are equal, but at certain states, ah, no, 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 we're going to set up laws so black people aren't equal. Well, what did the government do? Come right in and stopped it. That's what will happen if a state tries to overall ban abortion. It won't happen. The federal government will intrude. But the states will be able to say no abortion after 15 weeks, 18 weeks, whatever it may be, just like Europe does. Do you know that the liberal, secular European countries have more stringent laws against abortion than we do? Do you know that New York State and California are the most extreme abortion laws on the planet? On the planet! Worse than China! Do you know that? Okay. So, this weekend, thank God, and I mean that literally, there, there was a call to attack Catholic churches, okay, across the country by the abortion extremists, attack the Catholic churches. Didn't happen, as far as we know, and we did a, a, an extensive search, except in New York City. And even there, it was muted. There was some nut who went up to a church, old St. Patrick's Cathedral downtown, and demonstrated, uh, you know, in a very lewd way against the Catholic Church. Okay. But that was a singular situation. It didn't get out of control. In Boston, there was one arrest when a pro-life speaker was attacked by a 25-year-old man who had a lock and a sock and tried to hurt the pro-life speaker. Boston police arrested. The man will be charged. I hope. I hope. Okay. So here we have a situation that is not out of control yet. But the worst of the worst is Senator Charles Schumer from New York. He is the worst of the worst when it comes to the unborn. And now he is a Jew. He says he's observant, just like Joe Biden says he's observant as a Catholic. You can't do what Biden and Schumer are doing and say you're observant. I'm not judging anybody. But you just can't. Because, as I said, in the Judeo-Christian philosophy, a creator puts life on the planet. That's it. And if you deny the life, then you can't buy into the philosophy. But again, there are extenuating circumstances that we must take into account. It's not just black and white. Now, Schumer and all the leaders of the Democratic Party, including Biden and Harris and and Pelosi, none of them objected to the protesters going to the homes of Justice Kavanaugh and Chief Justice Roberts on Saturday. None of them objected to it. They went to their homes. There is a federal law against that. It isn't 
a legal demonstration. All of those people could have been arrested. It's a violation of federal law to do that. They were not arrested. And Biden didn't tell them to stand down as a responsible president would have. But again, the worst is Schumer, who throws gasoline on the abortion fire. Roll the tape. Republicans will have two choices. They can own the destruction of women's rights, or they can reverse course and work to prevent the damage. Count me as skeptical that they'll do the latter. Republicans have been on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of America. The destruction of women's rights. All right, Chuck, what about the destruction of the unborn to the tune of millions? What about them? Any sympathy? Anything? No. You know why? Because Schumer has to run again for the Senate in New York, and he fears Ocasio-Cortez primarying him from the far left. So now Schumer has become Mr. Progressive, selling out any Judeo-Christian philosophy 100%, just as Biden sold out his doctrine on the Catholic Church. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Sorry, it's the truth. I was going to run an NPR soundbite from Nina Tottenberg that says uh, some conservative leaked the uh, uh, memo by um, Alito, but I'm not going to do it. You know what NPR is. You know what they all are. So let's bring in Miss Monica Crowley, who uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because I saw in a paper that you went to some book party by Tina Brown with a bunch of liberal women. And you you are a conservative woman. You work in the Bush uh, in the Trump administration, but you do mingle with the other side. All right. And you know what they say and stand for. So am I being too tough on on Schumer? Am I, am I lost here? No, you're exactly right. This is all politics all the time, Bill. And it goes back to the original Roe v. Wade decision in 1973, when my original boss, President Nixon, was president. And I remember talking to President Nixon about the Roe v. Wade decision, and he said, nobody saw it coming. 
Not him, not his White House, not his administration. Nobody saw that decision coming. But you'll recall that at the time, the women's liberation movement was just beginning. Gloria Steinem and, and the rest of them were really pushing women's lib, right? So when that decision came down, that became a very useful weapon for the left to tell women that this was helpful for them, that they wouldn't be burdened with a baby, that they could pursue all kinds of career options or whatever path they wanted to in life without being taxed by a baby. So they have for five decades now sold this line to women that a child is a burden, that they should be on a career track, family should come second, third or last, and it, it was a women's empowerment message. And by doing that bill, they were able to lock in women voters for the left, for the Democratic Party for 50 years now. But the difference now is that science has intervened. And you know, throughout the whole pandemic, the left has been screaming, worship the science. Well, now we actually have science in terms of sonograms and other things where women and men can see that there is a real human being from the moment of conception. But they don't really, they don't consider that, that's it really, a human being. But dynamic. Monica, Monica, they don't consider it a human being. They're never going to say, yeah, I, I'm for killing a human being. They're never going to do that, no matter how much evidence the science presents, no matter what you say. But I'm I'm want to try to get the people, the liberal women that you know, do they not care at all about the unborn? Is it just they don't think about it? Is it denial? What is it? I, I will tell you one thing, not on women, and I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But I have a friend who's a very famous Hollywood actor, like a legend, iconic. And he's also like nearly a communist. And he said to me that for his whole life, he was always pro-choice, pro-abortion until he started to have children. And the moment he started to have children, he changed his mind on the entire issue. And I said, well, then why don't you come out publicly and say you are now pro-life? And he said, I could never work in Hollywood again if I did that. I, I think that there's that's part of it. I think when you're asking me about women, left-wing women have been so indoctrinated for so long that, that abortion rights are part of their identity as well as part of their politics that they will never see a baby, whether it's moment of conception or in some states now where they want to make it legal to kill the baby up to the moment of birth. Yes, yeah, New York. They never see that as a child. They see it as politics. So they won't admit it's a child even up to 10 minutes before it could be birthed, when it's sustainable outside the womb, when it has all its features, when it is a functioning human being. It just hasn't entered the world yet they still won't admit it's a human being. Is that what you're telling me? That is correct. Okay. Because to do that bill would be a moral Yeah, it shatters the whole thing. So they put their own agenda, whether it be social or political, above a human being. That's what you're telling me. Yes. 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 Okay. And okay. All right. All right. Just stay there. <laughs> stay there. So when you know that, can you deal with them? See, I can't. If I know a person smart enough to know what is true, but would kill or allow the unborn to be killed anyway, 
because it's expedient and easy for them, like your actor friends, oh, I, I, my job portfolio is more important than saving anybody. If I know that, I can't deal with those people, Monica. Can you? Yeah. No, I find it appalling, Bill, and I find it evil. So did and, anybody and I, talk I, to you in a, in a Tina Brown book party? Because well, they're all in that category. Everyone that was in there that I saw the names, except for you, was in that I don't care about anyone born under any circumstances. If they want to cut their throat, they should be able to. They being the physicians and the politicians who allow it. Yeah. So that book party was actually before this leak about Roe v. Wade, so nobody was talking about abortion. There were two other conservatives at the party, Bill, who sought me out and whispered in my ear, I'm pro-Trump also, I'm a conservative also, and I said, why are you whispering? And he said, because, because we're at this party. I don't want to be thrown out. All right, I got it. All right, Durham trial update. I'm going to speak very directly about what's happening, and then we got Brett Tallman to fill us in. John Durham is a special counsel, the investigator. There he is, all right? Doesn't look particularly like a friendly guy, does he? What does Durham really want? From his filings as a prosecutor, this is what he wants. This is what he believes. He believes that the Hillary Clinton campaign in 2020 hired a number of people to gin up a phony controversy involving Donald Trump and Russia. One of those people was a man named Michael Sussman, who's on trial now in Washington, D.C. for lying to the FBI. What did Mr. Sussman allegedly do? He went to the FBI on his own accord, nobody asked him, and gave them phony documents that somehow he got alleging that Trump was doing something illegal or immoral or unethical with Russia. The timing of it was to drop in October to the media, which would be leaked by the Clinton campaign. The FBI is investigating Donald Trump for activities with Russia. That's what Durham believes is the big picture. You all have that? Now, whether he can ever prove that remains to be seen. And joining us now from Utah, Salt Lake City, former U.S. Attorney Brett Tallman, our go-to guy on the Durham investigation. First of all, did I outline that correctly? You are 100% accurate on that. You, okay. you painted the circle that, of this conspiracy that John Durham is attempting to show. And very few media people, I have to blow my own horn again, will ever do that. But now everybody watching and listening to the No Spin News knows exactly what Durham believes. But again, he's got to prove it in a court of law. Sussman, he's going to be found guilty. I, I don't see how he can be acquitted with all of the filings and documentation that Durham's prosecutors are going to bring. Do you see it differently? 
The only way he's found not guilty is jury nullification, where the jury, and in this case, a jury out of D.C., where it's 90% Democrat, where they refuse to indict Andrew McCabe for lying, the FBI deputy director, that would be the only way. It's, it's a possibility, but not based on the evidence. The evidence is so clear-cut and easy but you'll notice that John Durham is attempting to, to do more than just show the text message where he lies about who he represents. He's trying to suggest here is a guy that is a law partner to Mark Elias, who is the Hillary Clinton attorney and the campaign attorney who hired Fusion GPS to come up with the Steele dossier and opposition research and handed it to Sussman and Sussman takes it to the FBI and then Hillary Clinton's campaign is able to leak information about Donald Trump being investigated. And it's all the dossier was fake, as Robert Mueller and other special counsel found out. Couldn't verify any of it. So that's a fairly clear-cut thing. Now, you said that McCabe didn't get it. That was a grand jury that correct. didn't indict him. It's a difference. That's correct. There's a difference. There's a big difference. Okay. Yes. So now we have a court, jury members, press coverage, uh, evidence presented, cross-examined, a much different scenario. The fix could begin the O.J. Simpson trial. I covered it. The fix was definitely in. There was no way on earth that those jurors in Los Angeles were going to convict O.J. Simpson no matter what. And once that glove thing came, that gave them the, the excuse, because everybody knew who was covering the O.J. Simpson trial, that Simpson did it. He did it, and it was clear that he did it. And he That's was right. convicted in a civil court when he didn't have the nonsense. So it worries me a little that you say jury nullification in D.C. could happen because of political reasons. And the next question would be, well, wouldn't the Justice Department prosecuting Sussman, Michael Sussman, wouldn't they knock out the crazy left jurors? Yeah, and Durham has attempted to do that. He is he's allowed certain challenges, Bill, and these challenges can strike a potential biased juror, but you only get a limited number. And as I understand it, we don't know the specifics on, on exactly who is on this jury, but we're told that there are a couple of jurors that have indicated they don't like Donald Trump but that they can be impartial. And in my experience in trials, there are people that politically don't line up with the defendant, but can still be impartial. I, I agree and with I that. Say, yeah, I, I agree with that. If I'm a prosecutor and somebody doesn't like a political person, I'm not going to disqualify them unless I have 12 others who don't know anything about politics. You know, it's funny. In these kinds of trials, you're almost looking for people who are ignorant. who don't know anything. <laughs> I, I, I joke often. I joke often about the fact that sometimes we're looking for the dumbest jury we can put together. <laughs> yeah, because they're not polluted with ideology or with political preferences. Now, that's right. In the course in this investigation with Durham, I think it's going on year eighteen or something. I think I was uh, thirty-five <laughs> when it started. In the course of the investigation, do you believe you're an outsider, but you talk to these Justice Department people? that this has been done effectively. Yeah, I'll tell you, Bill, that one of the attorneys on Durham's team, his name is Michael Kilty, and he is an assistant U.S. attorney from the Eastern District of New York who's been on loan to Durham. 
And this is a very talented, very good prosecutor. I believe they have the case. They have put together witnesses, unlike any other case, and even O.J. Simpson. Here you have FBI agents that are going to coming to the stand. You have Mark Elias who's taking the stand, and many witnesses who are going to be testifying on behalf of the government. That's a different case, and I'm hopeful that that puts them over the top on the conviction. Are you surprised that Sussman didn't cut a deal? I'm very surprised at that. When you go to trial in the federal system, you you experience what's called the trial penalty. That means his sentence will actually be longer because he went to trial. And it will be longer if he takes the stand. It'll even be longer still if he takes the stand. Well, he, he could have cut a deal with Durham and said, look, I'll tell you, you know, who gave me all this bogus information and all the inside stuff. But, you know, you got to promise not to indict me or, or I get a lesser sentence. Right. That could have easily right. happened. Right. Easily. Well, and it would have been in his interest. And it would have been obviously Durham, I think, was hoping that that would be the yeah, case. Would flip the guy um, over for the bigger people. That's right. Robbie that's Mook. Right. Robbie Mook, head of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign up to here in this. Now, who do you think who do you think's paying Sussman's bills? He's not paying. That's going to cost him five million dollars to defend himself. Who's paying that? It's a great question, Bill. And my speculation on this is that his old law firm, where he was partners with Mark Elias, where he got the information, where they represented the Hillary Clinton campaign, is going to be footing the bill. Um, assisting in that, which, you know, those proceeds are probably coming from the campaign. But that's all speculation. But it's a it's a plausible one. Couldn't Durham find out who's paying his defense? Yes. And in fact, I have I have reason to think that those 22 emails um, may make some of the connections before and after, you know, the lies to the FBI. And I think he's going to be allowed to use those through impeachment. The judge said he could have them, said he can't use those emails yet, but I think he's holding those in case that he can use them for impeachment. And he could always leak them to the Washington Post, who would, of course, set them on fire and not print them, right? <laughs> leak them to right. me. Leak them to me. I'll, pu- I'll put <laughs> them on. To- Definitely. Okay. All right, Brett. Keep an eye on it. Let us know if anything important happens. Brett will be our go-to guy on the Durham trial. Thank you very much. It's always good to see you. War on the uh, police in America, underreported story, because the progressive left press doesn't like the police, so it's underreported. First, the FBI chief, Christopher Wray, on 60 Minutes. Go. Violence against law enforcement in this country is one of the biggest phenomenons that I think doesn't get enough attention. Last year, officers were being killed at a rate of almost one every five days. But why are more officers being killed right now? Some of it is tied to the violent crime problem uh, as a whole. But one of the phenomena that we saw uh, in last year is that an alarming percentage of the 73 law enforcement officers killed in the line of duty last year were killed through things like being ambushed uh, or shot while out on patrol. They were killed because they were police officers. Right. Wearing the badge shouldn't make you a target. All right, here are the stats. Last year, 21, 59% increase in cops intentionally killed in the line of duty, 73 of them, up from 46 in 2020. 
So uh, I think the best expert on crime in this country right now is Heather McDonald. She is a fellow at the Manhattan Institute, comes to us from Irvine, California. So it's interesting. You wrote an article recently that said police shootings on unarmed black men have gone way down since George Floyd, yet police being killed is way up. Right? Do I have it correct? Absolutely. And uh, when you make the calculations, you find that a police officer is 400 times as likely to be killed by a black male as an unarmed black uh, person is to be killed by a police officer. So the narrative that everybody has absorbed uncritically from the media, which is that we're living through an epidemic of racially biased police shootings of blacks, is completely false. The impression that people have that that daily blacks are getting gunned down is a complete optical illusion created by highly selective, deliberately uh, uh, manipulated press coverage. Okay. In 2021, only six black men were killed by police, six black unarmed men, okay, not in the commission of a crime. Six. Have you looked at all six of those cases? Not these particular ones, but I've looked at this category of unarmed. This comes from the Washington Post database of fatal police shootings. And I did a very exhaustive analysis of their 2015 unarmed cases. And the Washington Post is quite generous, to say the least, in how it characterizes somebody as unarmed. In 2015, you saw people who were grabbing an officer's gun. So it wasn't his gun. It wasn't the, the criminal's gun. So he'd get, get it to be counted as, as unarmed. Right. But he was putting the cop on notice that he intended to kill him. Or you can be fleeing in a stolen car with a loaded semi-automatic pistol in the seat next to you, and you still get to be counted as unarmed in the Washington Post. But, but let's say that it, this is truly, these people were not unarmed. They were not uh, attacking, but they were all resisting arrest. Uh, that's compared to self-identified 47 million blacks in this country. That is not a big reason why blacks die of homicide at 13 times the rate of whites between the ages of 10 and 34. The reason blacks die of homicide at such higher rates is not the cops. It's not whites. It's not white supremacy. It's because they're being killed by black criminals and the nation turns its eyes away from that reality and and is engaged in this racial hysteria blaming white people for every problem affecting blacks today and that's not justified and it's not backed up by any stats so the reason that the washington post and new york times nbc news all of the corporate media the reason that they don't report the truth based on the statistics as you do at the manhattan institute is because fundamentally they believe that white police and white politicians and white people with power, particularly white men, are racist and don't like black people. That's the genesis of all of this, is it not? Well, I can take that's true. That's sort of an intermediate level belief. And I, I totally agree with you. I think they do believe that. But the reason that they are so insistent on this obsessive compulsive search for phantom white racism 
is that the elites are terrified about black inner city dysfunction. They do not want to look at it. We turn our eyes away. Every day, blacks are beating up on whites in just extraordinarily sadistic ways, and it never gets covered. Uh, it's it's a, an extraordinary thing. This is not the behavior of white supremacist bill. Uh, we, we sweep this black inner city barbarity under the rug because the whites are the elite whites are terrified that the behavior gaps and the achievement gaps are never going to close. And so they are preemptively coming up with the only allowable explanation for the lack of racial proportionality at Google and the overrepresentation of blacks in prison. The only allowable explanation today, if you're on MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Washington Post, is white racism. Right. And if you say the opposite, you're a racist. So therefore, nobody says the opposite because they don't want that brand put on that. So that we're in basically a twilight zone of talk about misinformation and disinformation, where the truth is not going to be told by the corporate American media because they don't want the people to know the truth that there is much more violence in the black community than in the white community. Do I have it? Yes, I mean, the videos don't lie. We've seen the videos of the looting. Everything in the criminal justice system today is driven by one thing, and that is race. If you want to understand why progressive prosecutors like George Gascon in Los Angeles or Alvin Bragg in New York or Kim Fox in, in Chicago are not enforcing laws against looting, turnstile jumping, uh, trespass, resisting arrest, it's because if they do enforce those laws, they will have a disparate impact on blacks. Not because the laws are racist, not because the police are racist, not because judges are racist, but because blacks are committing crime at astronomically higher rates. And we've decided as a nation, well, somebody's decided, at least the elites have decided, we would rather not enforce the law at all than have a disparate impact on blacks. And the I, result of this, of course, is that another 2000 blacks were murdered in 2020 compared to 2019. Right. I mean, the, the violence in the black communities is staggering and, and nobody's done anything about it for decades. Last question, has the Manhattan Institute or you researched the reason why blacks in America are more violent than whites in America? Is it poverty? Is it deprivation? What is it that drives the violence in the black community? Well, it's certainly not poverty. The, the safest period in this country's history was the Great Depression. We had virtually zero crime. Uh, it is the breakdown of the black family. These kids are not getting socialized. Their fathers are not around. The mothers have children by many different fathers. The fathers have children by many different mothers. It is chaos. The social skills are not getting passed on. Bourgeois values. What sort of upbringing leads to a, a young black teenager, 15-year-old, spraying bullets across a sidewalk with utter indifference to who he kills. There is a breakdown of basic civilizational norms. The, the root cause of this is the breakdown of the family, and this is going to have to be a cultural revolution. No amount of redistribution of, of taxpayer dollars is going to make a damn bit of difference. We've been redistributing money, having anti-poverty programs, for six decades since the Great Society, it has not closed the crime gap. 
No, it's, it's worse now than it's ever been. It's worse now than it's ever been. Is there any other country on this earth that has this kind of a problem disproportionately between Caucasians and blacks? Yes. The, the crime gap exists in every country. To this extent? Well, we have gun violence. Uh, the crime gap exists. What differentiates our uh, race, you know, inner city violence is we have guns. And that's the reason why we have a much higher incarceration rate. Our rate of gun violence is about 43 times higher than other Western European countries and Japan. Uh, and it is driven almost exclusively by people of color. In New York City, uh, blacks commit about 75% of all drive-by shootings, though they're 23% of the population. Add Hispanic shootings to black shootings, and you get about 100% of all shootings. That's true in every city today. All right, Heather, thank you very much for the analysis. We really appreciate it. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, let's go overseas. So Putin's got another loss. Both Finland and Sweden look like they're going to join NATO. Now, why does this matter? Well, Finland is a border with uh, Russia. The NATO can put all kinds of equipment in Finland now if they join up. Sweden forever has been neutral, uh, except for the Vikings. Vikings weren't neutral. They would kill you. There was no neutrality there, those Vikings. But ever since the Vikings, we really don't want to get involved. But now they hate Putin. So you get two more NATO countries. Now, the reason that Putin invaded Ukraine was he didn't want Ukraine to go into NATO, which it wasn't going to do anyway. 
But now he's got Finland and Sweden going into NATO because he invaded Ukraine. Way to go, Vlad. Now, the United Kingdom's defense ministry, I don't have a name on this, so you can take it for what it's worth. I don't use anonymous sources. Anyway, it says that Russia has lost a third of its ground combat forces in Ukraine in the three months of the war. Wow. As many as 150,000 troops are believed to have been deployed by Putin in Ukraine. That would be 50,000 troops gone? I don't think so. I don't think it's that high. I could be wrong. We don't get any uh, reporting out of there, so we don't know, but that seems mighty high. All right, let's go to uh, California. feel sorry for you guys living out there. So there's a new bill, H66, Minors Vaccine Consent. The California State Senate has passed the bill, would allow children 12 and older to get vaxxed without their parents' consent. This is another brick in the wall of undermining the traditional family, undermining parents. I now want their kids to get vaxxed. This makes it say, you can do it. You don't have to tell you folks. Same thing on abortion. They don't want that. Online parent notification. Nope. Undermining family, California. Okay, this is a little measure of revenge for me. So now, United Airlines CEO Scott Kirby says they don't have enough pilots so they can't get the planes off the ground. And not only United, but all American Airlines don't have enough pilots. So remember when I was battling JetBlue? If you don't remember, roll the tape. The reason that my flight got delayed from JFK to Turks Caicos for five hours is JetBlue didn't have a pilot. And they lied about it. They knew they didn't have a pilot and they kept people sitting there for five hours. There you go. And now, oh, we don't, now they tell us. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. All right, here's the final thought of the day. True story, I'm putting gas in my gas tank. I finally learned how to do that. Take the nozzle, put the credit card in, put the thing, put it in, uh, and then you squeeze it, and the gas comes into your car, right? $75. $75. Okay? So what am I doing? When I'm seeing a thing go, uh, whose image pops into my mind? Biden. Biden. And that's going to continue. So the abortion uh, hysteria, that will wane. But this isn't going to. Everybody's getting hurt economically. I'm going, what is going on? 75 bucks? And it's worse if you got one of these big vans and SUVs and if you live in San Francisco and L.A. All right? So I'm sitting there going, ah! I may have to get a bicycle, but I'm, all, I'm not going to wear the dopey helmet. When I was a kid on the bike, I didn't wear the helmet. Here I am. I'm here. No helmet. So when I get the bike, I'm not wearing a helmet. I'm stupid because if I get hit or something, I'll die. But I don't like that. When I played ice hockey, I'm going to get the picture. You have a picture of me playing ice hockey. Remind me, um, my staff, please, next week or maybe tomorrow. I got a picture of me playing ice. I have a helmet. We didn't have helmets. Maybe that's why I turned out the way I am. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We will see you tomorrow.